Hey everybody, welcome to Agency Unfiltered, the HubSpot Solutions Partner Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Dunn, and Agency Unfiltered is a weekly web series and podcast that interviews the owners, founders, and executives of agencies and services providers from around the world about whatever it takes to grow and scale. Episodes can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. This week, Dax Miller, head of product for A8 Labs, joins the show to talk about app development and the opportunities in front of solutions partners. Dax shares his thoughts on how partners should be thinking about and leveraging the growing app ecosystem as a conduit to sell more services and improve the value that they bring to their client engagements. He walks through some use cases and some of the success stories that AA Labs has seen from other partners using their products. And Dax then shares his perspective in the process for public app development and whether more solutions partners, especially those with in-house development resources, should be expanding into app development as well. He walks us through the life cycle and the timeline of a new product from ideation to marketplace launch, how his team validates ideas and aims to solve long-tailed needs, and where and how others can hire for, build, and grow a development team of their own. We wrap with a sneak peek at what's next for A8 Labs. HubSpot's app marketplace is home to more than a thousand integrations and apps. And so how are you partnering with those builders? Another episode of Agency Unfiltered begins now. Agency Unfiltered, man. How you doing? Man, I'm at my house, so I'm feeling myself. That's We're doing it. good. Most of us are these days. Well, at least at home. I don't know. I can't speak to anyone feeling themselves, but everyone's at least at home at this point, right? Oh, well, I would like to double tap on that. You should be feeling yourself. You're alive and breathing. We're doing good, but happy to be here, man. Thanks for the opportunity to, to speak, to riff, yeah. to to be behold the presence. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, uh, A8 Labs, naturally, uh, feels like the right uh, team. You feel like the right person to talk to. Uh, about the HubSpot app ecosystem, uh, specifically specifically through the lens of solutions partners and how they should be leveraging and thinking about it. Uh, obviously, you yourself and the team uh, develops apps as well. Uh, and so taking that angle and our partners considering leveraging their own developer resources similarly, any guidance, there's so many things that we can unpack here. Um, so I'm excited for it. And so Dax, maybe the best place to start uh, from your perspective from A8 Labs' perspective, how should HubSpot Solutions partners be thinking about and leveraging the app ecosystem to sell more services, to strengthen their services? How, how do they take advantage of the app ecosystem in your eyes? So yeah, man, it's a big deal to leverage the ecosystem uh, for services. Uh, that's, what we, that's what we're kind of building this entire software company about. It's what can I do to provide more value for my clients? What can I do to expand the retainer? What can I do to uh, you know, level up that retainer? What can I do to get deeper into it? Uh, how can I help them make decisions of their business of what's possible, right? A lot of people kind of just glance over or forget that the ecosystem exists, but it is, exists to, number one, solve the problem at hand, but number two, to solve you know, future problems. Like, for example, uh, easy one I could talk about. You know, We've been working with lots of partners for uh, that are you know, adding these services on. One easy one comes to mind, uh, Cobblestone Marketing, shout out to them. Uh, they're leveraging Real City. They're out over in Memphis and they have a couple clients that are real estate clients. So they're realtors, they're uh, brokerages that want to build like a Zillow in a box, right? So 
you could build all of that from scratch, but all they had to do is come to us, come to eight labs, boom, real city does exactly what you want. And now they're building web projects on top of that, on top of the web projects. Now there's automations. Hey, if this person favorites a two bedroom, three bath, I can build a whole workflow around kind of anything around that based upon kind of that, how the app is set up. And that is, so you go from, Hey, I have a real estate client that might need a website to, I can provide all of that and then some, and then also on top of that with the audit, the email automation. So you got some rev ops, you're going to have some sales enablement to teach them. So it just, the list goes on and on just because of the enablement that this app does. Right. So if you're two looking here is what I'm seeing Dax is that it's well, two, two, well, first uh, it's, it's more customized or extended it's it's framed around the very unique needs of like that real estate client in your perspective or the zillow in a box but at the same time feels like there's a whole lot of time and bandwidth that partner is getting back by not having to build all of those things bespoke right so is it equal parts time saving and increased value for the end client I was going to say it's going to be more increased value. So Real Real uh, Real City is an interesting example because it is a kind of really full featured app that uh, can enable not only the services on top of it, but the verticalization of an agency as a whole, right? Like you could take this app and say, well, I'm going to go build a, a real estate marketing con uh, agency and sell real estate marketing services and rev ops around that, right? That's a whole thing. So that's, yeah, you get the, the framework for a business model, but yeah, you're going to save the client a ton of time too, because number one, they're not going to be able to do all this stuff or do they even have the idea or the concept, right? You don't know what you don't know. And clients, as we, we're all agency owners of, of, of sorts here, right? I would say I own a software company, but agent, clients don't know what they don't know. And they don't know until they see something they don't want. They don't know what they want until they're like, I don't want that. Like, that's not what I asked for. Um, so I think that again, when you you are going to be able to save some time by not having to build from scratch, that's just a given based upon the ecosystem. I mean, think about org chart hub. Shout out to the org chart hub homies. Like you to be able to build that. Like why would why would you even start right? But when you think about that, you can take that off the shelf and put a lot of services around it because as an agency owner, as a, as a marketing ops, as a rev ops, as a web ops person, you can really imagine the potential and sell that potential and provide value on the potential so that when that when that retainer comes up for renewal they're not going to be like what do these guys even do right and again there's not 10 apps in the ecosystem there's hundreds of apps so there's hundreds of potentially things that you can do to provide service it's that you have the visibility and the access to those app developers to really kind of make that blossom um uh what would be your recommended frame of reference or approach to navigating the marketplace or to the hundreds of apps in this ecosystem? Where and how do I start assessing what would be a fit for me and uh, where should I be looking, right? Uh, do I start with the services that I currently offer and are there places to strengthen? Uh, what future lines of business do I hope to add and start there? What's, what's your approach for navigating and, and assessing the apps available? So I really think that when you are looking at the client as a whole, look at the macro lens of your clients. What are they trying to do? What's bothering them every day? Now, granted, you're you're working with them already, so you already have kind of a place in that path. But when they start to when you start to work in, in HubSpot, when you start to get your hands really dirty and see like, why is this so repetitive? Why is this like this? When you start to ask your question, those questions yourself, prior to the client even understanding that, you know, I would say lack of features, lack of uh, extensibility, because it's twofold too, right? It's things the client can't do and they want to do, or it's things that I am a, as a service offering, I can't do them 
or I can't do them uh, fast enough or cheap enough. Uh, I need help there. So again, twofold looking at the macro lens of what the client's looking to do. Uh, easy example is uh, I know one of our one of our partners is Aptitude Eight that we work with. Um, so they have they, yeah. they got a really larger client for, uh, in the payment space and. The on the initial scoping, they're like, well, we were trying to integrate payments using Stripe and we can't get the subscriptions over. We have this certain workflow. So it's either build a Stripe integration, build the specific workflow, uh, uh, how that going to spend you know a ton of money doing that because software is not cheap. I'll throw that out there. This is a, a, a cost thing, right? We spend fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a month trying to build stuff. So it's not, it's not just something you want to be like, oh, client, yeah, I can build that. It'll cost you 300 grand to start. And then we don't know if it'll work or not, right? So, but long story short is you, they were able to close this client because there is an app called Zebra that is the de facto Stripe and HubSpot integration. And just take that, plop it in place and add a couple of different things with workflows and a couple of custom coded actions to give them exactly what they want, right? And again, whatever your, your, your charging model is, like you can, you're going to be charging for the implementation of the app. And then us as A Labs, we don't want your services. We just want you to buy the app. Like I'm a software company. If you buy the app, I'm excited. And I would help help to support that and help to build out that. Here's how you would implement it if I were you, right? And that is where kind of everything ties together to be able to see, hey, they had an issue. I can look in search Stripe in the ecosystem and boom, there's there's my options. And I can look into that, reach out to the developer. Hopefully they answer, right? And get and get your um kind of get, get your guidance right because you almost get like a pseudo shadow partner to help you behind the scenes that can stay behind the scenes right because I would love to just you deal with the client we'll take care of you and make you look like the hero and that's what AA Labs is here for right that's great uh, does AA Labs only focus on well I want to get into kind of the the decision making process and like how you determine what to build right you've referenced a couple I'd be interested there um, now is it but before we get there are you exclusively building apps that are available publicly in the marketplace uh, or do you ever get commissioned to solve uh individual client problems from another partner do you do, do you do a little bit of both how do you do you have delineation there so yeah so we are a software company so all we do is build apps for public use now one of the things that we have kind of started doing is helping larger i wouldn't say partners but more or less on the side of existing app ecosystem kind of software companies so yep. one good yep. example is connect and sell huge um, sales enablement software that they have a HubSpot integration with their software. But because they're not, you know, it's not their main thing is understanding HubSpot, how it works. We're able to come in and help say, hey, here's how your app works right now. You're using leg you're using undocumented, or you're using legacy endpoints. You got to switch up these endpoints. You got to add these betweens to get less data. You got to know about this API limit. You can't be doing search read more than four times a second. Like when you start to get into nitty gritty and help them do a better job of providing that app and also work on getting listed, getting certified, your go to market. How do you get more people? How do you get as a lead? So that's kind of the other delineation that we do. Do we do help people that have apps in the marketplace that are larger SaaS companies, helping them build them better? Because all we do is sit here all day and break HubSpot. And then on top of that, it's strictly apps for public consumption. Yeah. So very cool. So there's like this consultancy got. coaching arm as well, right? Hey, we'll actually Correct. help you strengthen the app you already have, right? Love that. Um, so I alluded to it. Let's go back to it. Uh, primary focus is public app or apps for public consumption. What's the what's the process to determine what we should build? What what's next? How do you get a lay of the land of opportunity and, and channel that through a, a project plan? So we look at the number one. We look at think problems that we have uh, every day uh, and do some of those things. A couple of the apps that we have built 
were, I would say, ahead of their time, but they were, I would say, more fun because we just like to have fun all day and we build things. And then all of a sudden HubSpot comes out with them. Uh, Mass Edit was an app that never saw the light of day. But as soon as Kyle Jepson hit that, hit that LinkedIn with the inline editing, I was like, well, that one's going in the trash. But again, it's, it's, the, it's the, the message in the medium. Like we built it. We were going to launch it. Uh, we saw it was going to be sunsetted fat like the next day, which was just hilarious. Like somebody, Kyle, I know you you bugging my phone. It's all good. Yeah, um, yeah. But the He's idea omnipresent. That, Kyle yeah, it's, it's omnipresent. It's all this. good. This, this is the thing. Like it's it's all net positive because we learned, we saw that we found a need. It was a true need to the point where HubSpot was going to come out with it. Similar to something that we just that just hit the shelf, man. Your your podcast, you're about to get all the all the sneaky things like like objects. Contacts to contacts, tickets to tickets, deals to deals, fresh coming out. Uh, we had an app a year and a half ago, two years ago, called Super G. that basically did that. It allowed you to create contacts to contacts, tickets to tickets, right? So it's something that you know is going to come out, but it solves problems now and people can build workflows around it. So again, those were all from, I have this issue. I would love to fix it. Um, so we talk, look at things that we we have problems with daily. We look at the HubSpot uh uh, requests, I think that's the request form, the uh, ideas form. Yeah, the ideas, the ideas yeah. form. I mean, I can't lie, Clone Attack came from the ideas form. So everybody, I can't duplicate stuff. I can't duplicate stuff automatically. I want to duplicate stuff and change the dates. Those are just obvious things that we're like, well, let's build it. That was like our, our second app. So yeah. uh, the ideas is, the ideas forms, everything, Sprocketeer, shout out to Grant and all of them, like just listening to the grapevine, right? Like what are people having issues with? What can we do to challenge that? Like we can't say what people need. We let people tell us what they need. And that's where we, um, we like to do that. And then because of our, you know, connections at HubSpot, we like to find out, hey, are you going to build this tomorrow? <laughs> Before we do, you know, are, will you? Yeah. I'm sick yeah, of dragging these things recycling bin. Yeah. yeah. We just have to understand what the roadmap is ish, right? Everything can change. Uh, but again, we would, I would, I have no issue building something that may have a shelf life because in a nutshell, pretty much anything could potentially have a, a have a, a life, a, a, basically end of, end of life. Sure. Uh, we kind of there's a place that. in value for a stopgap solution, right? 100,000%. Uh, yep. Yep. And honestly, there's probably, there's a healthy degree of validation if the things that you're building are being prioritized within the HubSpot project. Well, well we were onto something there, right? So exactly. The, that, our that, ability I, to I get like a pulse on the community. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Um, so that's a really good one too. I should bring that up because we, we always want to make sure that again, software is expensive. So we, we don't want to build things to have them die, but we do want to solve problems and differentiate ourselves from the core feature set because we have the flexibility and extensibility to customize because every business is different and they're always going to need something a little bit further. And what we want to make, we know the HubSpot is building for platform. So you want to have everything that you kind of need, but then there's a couple of things uh, that are on the, the next level that you would want to add that customization. Yep. No, that's great. Um, Dex, now just pull away from the fact that this would be adding potential competition into the ecosystem for AA Labs, but should more solutions partners, especially with those that may have like those in-house development resources already, should they be thinking about expanding their business similarly and start to eye uh, public app development and get getting entries into the app ecosystem? Uh, is that is that a direction more partners should be thinking about and taking? I think it's definitely worth considering. Number one, there is no competition. I we uh, just because of the fact that there is so much to do, so much to build. Uh, I don't see anything in competition. I would welcome anyone to build apps because there's only like seven of us. So let's let's be real. Like we 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 have you know seven eight apps. 
uh, in the store. And we want to, we want people to be building. We want to, we have, we have, you know, we'd like to form the union because there are things that we want to really see happen in the ecosystem as it's early in this wild, wild west. We want to make sure that we kind of steer the ship the correct way. So yep. in the terms of lead gen, yes. Uh, if you have a app that, or if you've done something dope, right? Like most most hubs by agency have done some crazy things, right? So you'd want to, if you can package that and see that there's a value across the industry for that, or across a vertical or across a, I would say subset, like a sales marketing service, by all means, uh, learn that ecosystem. It'll just make you better at HubSpot. Now, the, the caveat is it's not cheap. So if you have, um, yeah, the first caveat is not cheap. Software is not cheap at all. It's not like a, um, we're building a, a custom module. You're building a full-on app with full-on infrastructure, full-on payments infrastructure, et cetera, just because of the how HubSpot is set up. And the second caveat is there has to be a team to do so. We're not talking CMS developers. We're not ta we're talking true app developers that understand infrastructure, cloud, microservices, et cetera, because all of those go into um, all at scale, especially scale at scale based upon a bottleneck of HubSpot. So there's a lot of things that you just have to understand about the HubSpot APIs, the limitations, and you have if you got to break stuff a bunch uh, before you do in that. But if you're all if you're up for that challenge, by all means, it is a it is a thing. There's to room. Do there's space. Yeah. There's, there's, space. Oh, there's, there's space, man. Their elbow room is is serious. Yeah. So there's it, and it's a great for Legion, right? Especially if a freemium tool, just like HubSpot. You take that freemium model, you get people in a certain industry, uh, real estate, for example. You have a free tool that can help realtors do something within HubSpot specifically, follow ups for a follow up formulas or whatever, right? There's there's a lot that you can do to help bring more services, and then looping back to uh, services, you're going to be able to uh, put services on top of what you have. Yep. Yep. It's similar to how, uh, you know, an app built by somebody else, somebody else in the ecosystem, how that can impact uh, the value you bring to your clients, the services you offer, the strength and the services you already do. But yeah, if you're building an app in-house, now that's available for public consumption, but again, you get to yield the benefits of that too. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I think that a big shout out to Remington on that one, because a lot of the things that he's building are based upon the services that he already offered, like LMS Hub and all the stuff that he has, you know, and I'm looking at shout out to him on the the community uh, app that they have. Like that is, if you have a client that's looking to build a community or they have something and you understand that Facebook ads, Google ads, performance marketing is going to going all wiry, like you need to build a community around your product, your service, your, your mantra, your brand. That's the perfect app. It's off the shelf. Just grab that. And then you can build all your services on top of it. Moderation, com uh, customizing the front end. You know, that's something that I'm looking at for a specific use case as well internally. So just the, it, there's so much that you can do. And that's why it's a, it's a, it, it's an ecosystem. It's a community. And for services people, you should join in. Dex, you, you've mentioned a couple of times, but there seems to be a significant opportunity in front of partners or like app developers as it relates to industry alignment or verticalization. Is that like, is that the the brain, is that the thought process partners should be taking into kind of mapping out potential apps? Like is verticalization the direction they should be going? I think that it's a really, it's a, it's, if you're a T-shaped agency, right? Like we do a lot of stuff, but we focus heavily on real estate, on car dealerships, on uh, HR, right? Then that is a subset of tools and a niche uh, expertise that you would have that could allow others to then, or it, it narrows the market of who needs to use your app. It's a specific subset that you could be a master of. And there's technology that HubSpot's not going to uh, address because it is so niche that you, you're going to find a, you're going to find a really good uh, there, a really good idea there. Like for example, uh, obviously real city is straight real estate. We had some ideas to go into like uh, vacations and having like a whole subset of tools specifically for vacation people that use uh, HubSpot and 
you know, your cruise lines, your vacations, your, all those, your, like, even if you, even if you did like marketplaces, like how do you build a marketplace with HubSpot and use that as the backend? Mm-hmm. Who's got that app? And what, what does that app need? I don't know. I don't mess with marketplaces all day, but somebody <laughs> does. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're able to really uh, distinguish yourself and know that you're not going to kind of be sunset by any features that HubSpot comes out with because yours is so deep. It's interesting is that, yeah, it's, it's, it's protection for like an evergreen life cycle of this app, right? If it's, if it's niched down, the longevity of it existing and providing value is extended, right? And so the services are pretty defined around it as well. That's a great point. And so so verticalization is a one flavor of, but it sounds more so around the eye. Well, what are just your specialization? What are you the best at? What are your strengths? What industries do you just know best and having that as a launching off point for some of these things? 100%. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, you had mentioned this caveat, uh, and I've heard it in a couple different flavors uh, that uh, app developers are what's required. We're not talking about front end CMS development. We're talking about app developers, experts within the limitations and parameters of the HubSpot APIs. Uh, where where do folks where do you find that talent? Where does that talent exist if I'm looking to to hire the next one for my team? Man, that is a million dollar question. Worthy, it's a poach worthy event. If you're a developer, you're not broke and you're not bored. <laughs> Uh, if you're good, you're not broken. You're not bored. You're doing something. You're working on a big project. You're working on something for yourself. You're managing a huge dev team. Uh, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to poke around to find people that are one dedicated, right? Uh, number and two, fall in love with HubSpot because this is a whole thing that again, when we started our first company, myself and Tyrone. Tyrone was our our CTO at Appchemist. He had no idea what HubSpot was. I was like, Hey man, come over here. Like we should build some stuff. And it's about I have the developer skills but I don't know anything about HubSpot. And one of the things that we're working on is there's no manual for when you really get down to building crazy stuff on HubSpot, there's no manual. So you have to really break it and learn it. So it's going to have to be like a labor of love, which most you know great developers just love building software. Like it just can't get enough, right? The weekends they're building software. So it's going to be one of those, um, you're not going to be able to train them on the fly as far as like getting a junior dev, like that does CMS, does some custom modules or some custom coded actions, right? That's not going to be the right person. You're going to have to find that from someone that already is a developer that has experience building standalone applications, a little bit of cloud infrastructure. So you're going to have to get, that's, it's a poach worthy event. And unfortunately, yeah. they're not sitting around, on, they're not sitting outside of Home Depot by any means. Yeah. And so to, to reflect that back, because, you know, hopefully it's like, well, with that said, if I can, maybe some, I have a, a front end web developer, uh, who has interest uh, in some of these things, or if I can find some junior level, you know, developers and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of bring them in and I'll develop them and train them. But you're saying they might not be the best fit uh, in to your other points because there isn't a really great instruction manual to, to get them there. Is that, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, you're, there's no, there's no outline aside from the stuff that, you know, Tyrone and I've done with labs, as far as like how to build an app from scratch, how to understand infrastructure with HubSpot, the limitations, et cetera. Shout out to the, the lab notes news, newsletter where we bring out some, uh, some hints and tricks for actually building deep dive stuff. But yeah, it's like, you're not going to get, if you are trying to do anything in the next year or so, it's not going to happen from a junior up because well, I shouldn't say it, it, it is less likely to happen because there's just so much to be able to build, to understand the scale, to support, uh, because that dev is not to QA. You can't have the police policing themselves. You got to have somebody to QA and understand the app on the side to be able to really, you know, make it come to fruition and it work. Uh, and then you, then you, you're dreaded for 29s. Like how does it work at scale? How do you bang on HubSpot uh-huh. APIs? Um, 
hard enough, fast enough with the right mechanisms to do it. So there's just so much to it. It would be a, it would be an, uh, an unfair expectation for a junior sure. dev to build a complete uh, HubSpot app. Yeah, it's a, it's a helpful way to think about it, but just like, yeah, it, the expectations that you'd be asking for somebody in that position to get to the place. Um, that's a, yeah, that's fair. Um, let me ask you this then is, is there an opportunity to look at, uh, uh, is there a community of contractors, freelancers, like, okay, maybe I don't have to bring somebody in house full time, but is that, is that an avenue that that partner should consider on that front? hundred percent. Like I would totally look, um, look at your top towels or any of those places. Because again, if you're trying to get the experience and kind of sideline some of that stuff to, to make sure that you're getting there, I think it's totally uh, an option. Look near shore, look offshore, look on the moon. If you can find a developer that's willing to work with you, then yeah. That has the be- prerequisite skill set. Correct. Then, yeah, Correct. Yeah. That's build standalone apps that has a portfolio of, I built this thing on this server structure. I use some cloud computing, whether it be Azure, AWS, because those are all things that are absolutely dead necessary to build anything that's going to have more than two people on it. Well, Dax, I'm not above shameless plugs here. So hopefully this represents an opportunity for something like HubSpot Academy to offer some uh, education around this topic, again, to help ease the development of those types of folks. Man, if, yeah. if I was going to do a shameless plug, I'd be like, hey, hire us. We oh, have the book. We got the manual. It's like right here. Like all yeah, this stuff. There it is. Books. Yeah. I got this book with all this stuff. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm flat. If for, for the podcast listeners, I'm flashing notebooks of crazy yeah. HubSpot notes. Yeah. yeah. The highly <laughs> I mean, confidential information I'm seeing. On yeah, dude. Books. I mean, yeah, it's just yeah. that we, we really want to work with HubSpot. We want to bring, we want to make this into a true ecosystem where we're having a call with all the developers. There's 6,000 people on the call, right? Yeah. Like it's, we are we are so aligned with HubSpot's mission of making this a platform, making this ready for developers to come in, see interest, see the wild, wild west, take the Oregon Trail, don't get dysentery, show up at the end in California with gold and riches, right? That's what, that, that opportunity is there and it's still there and we want to enable that. And uh, it is our duty at Labs to provide that that guidance to provide that, you know, that, that documentation to help HubSpot have that content that shows here's how to do X with Y. Here's how to do, here's, here's why you're getting 429s. Here's how to get around the search API for four minutes for a second. Here's how to do, set up your SQS and Lambda so that you can do a workflow app and have a workflow. And when it happens, when somebody puts an infinite loop into your workflow, how do you prevent, how do you prevent your server from blowing up when they do that? So just tons of stuff, right? Like those are, those are things that aren't documented because there's only been a handful of people to even go down that hallway. Right. It's just early days, right? It's, it's, it's early discovery to that depth. Yeah. Um, and let's not, you know, uh, let's not get distracted from the fact that you just dropped a, uh, Oregon trail dysentery reference and, uh, it was a great game. Hey, I, I mean, would always I, try and I, forge I a river. A, I I'd lose <laughs> an oxen. I'd lose an oxen every time. I forget the float. I'll just forge a river and it never yeah, you're gonna forge it. And you, that ox just ends up feet up every time. Yeah. Every single time. Um, Dex, speaking from this question is uh, being channeled through my ignorance of the process. Naturally, uh, what what does the life cycle in the timeline look like? Right? Uh, okay, uh, I I work with SaaS companies and I've identified a need to build uh, a marketplace uh, app, like for a, a plugin marketplace that can live on HubSpot for these types of business. Right? Just throwing it out there. Uh, I think you kind of alluded to that, right? Uh, ideation has been completed. What does the life cycle of that process look like from that ideation through the go live button within the marketplace. So if you're starting from scratch, right? Like you don't have any uh, previous infrastructure um, for a HubSpot app. And when I say infrastructure, I mean your authentication where like I click 
install app, that's going to be all your stuff, like your login page and your um, kind of your intro onboarding pages. So you got to build that. You got to build your, um, you got to build your backend if you have any settings that are going to live outside of HubSpot. So you have to build your own infrastructure for that. You got to build, if it's a workflow action is a part of your app, you got to build the sequence, the, your SQS, your Lambda, so all your microservices to queue up the deluge of things that are going to come from HubSpot from all these people. So you got to build your microservices infrastructure. You have to get your listing going. So you got to have some copywriting. You got to have a little bit of go to market, right? So usually from ideation, from our end, from ideation from scratch was like, you know, 45, 60 days. Um, if we're doing like a free V1, which I'll probably plug later, but you'll have, a, um, I mean, in 45 days, you might be able to just throw something out, right? Um, so that feels I quicker just, than I would, I would have anticipated, if I can be honest. Two months? That feels pretty, feels pretty swift. Two months of someone, that's all they do. Sure, sure. Yeah, with <laughs> singular focus. Multitasking is a myth, so singular focus on nothing but, then fair. Sure. Yeah, so, and again, this is, again, starting from scratch. So you don't have any microservices, because now, like with A-Labs, we have so many apps if we want to create a new app, we already have, it's already 60% done, the hard part. Because remember, your payments infrastructure is on your own. It's you're on your own too. So you have to build out your payments infrastructure. You have to pay them out. Pay, uh, you have to do out your uh, provisioning. So when someone pays, how do you know if they didn't pay? How do you know if they are credit card declined? And do you cut them off? When do you cut them off? Uh, if you have tiered usage, you have to build all of that infrastructure because none of that relies on HubSpot. Like cut them off, cut them on. Um, how do you report that? How is it connected to your HubSpot? How does your service team service that? How do they know what per when somebody emails in? How do you know what tier they're on or what product they're talking about? Uh, all of that is just the, we just go down this rabbit hole of all these things that you need to have to successfully create like a software company. Um, it's just, you think about, I'm gonna build an app. Okay, there's a hundred people on it now. Now there's one person that just has a cat that has an elbow on the thing. Like, are you yep. ready for that? Right. Um, all of that goes in. So I said like, that's why it's 45 days. 60 days, uh, you're working magic. You get something out that fast, but that's wow. about where, that's about where I would say a lab sits for a brand new thing, 45 days, uh, with multitasking. But again, the we foundational, want to write, we write this manual. If you're starting from scratch, right? It's Half of the, the time is you figuring out like what all is need to be done. Mm -hmm. And then you don't, you forget like half the things you have to go back. So that's why we want to really make this, like make this a lot easier for people to understand. Cause one of the things Kevin is like, when someone comes to us and says, I want to build a HubSpot app, there's two ways that they look at it. Number one, they're like, oh, it's a HubSpot app. It's like Shopify. I just give, I just throw some stuff in. HubSpot's going to deal with the payments, the charging, the provisioning. I'm just going to throw like a little page on there. Cool. You're like, no, it's not it. Or, or they're like, oh, well, it's like Salesforce, right? I just, you got it's your infrastructure, Salesforce's infrastructure. I just throw a force page together and I can put my stuff in a page. Absolutely not. Uh, it's not how any of it works. Mm -hmm. So people have then well you how well how does it work? You you can't Google how it works. You just have to know, and that mm -hmm. is what we take on our duty to be like. Well, we need to fix that so that you know, like, hey, it's it is really an app that talks to HubSpot. It is yep. not a HubSpot app. In the playbook of steps that you've just kind of previewed us to, that doesn't exist, huh? That 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 feels like an opportunity for somebody in the know with that expertise. That like, hey, here's just the playbook. You got to run. You know, here's the Basically, you're calling me out for not having it done already. You know, there's a, there's a downloadable, <laughs> put a price tag on that, you know. Um, oh, we got we to gotta enable. We got to put it free. You got to enable. Yeah, my man. Yeah, that's the concept, right? Like it's, it, it took, you know, it took seven apps or so to just be like, this is how you need to do it. Here's a, here's a structure. Here's the template. So internally, we just have a template. We Here's an idea. We go through these steps. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, we want an idea. 
bust out a template of all the steps, checkbox everything, and then we throw it out live. Now you mentioned the go-to-market component, the listing. I've been led to believe that there's like, you know, this this niche of SEO as it relates to surfacing an app within a marketplace uh, or within the HubSpot ecosystem. Is that the case? The, the go-to-market feels like something that could be oversimplified, but actually requires a lot of minutia and nuance to it. Yeah. You can't, my read on that appropriate? Your read is appropriate. You can't just put an app in the HubSpot ecosystem and expect people to find it. Um, because again, there is a, this isn't like a Shopify. This is not, this is a sales led platform. So there is more go to market than just placing it in the ecosystem because do sales reps look at the ecosystem? Do partners look at the ecosystem? Who is looking at the ecosystem? I wish I could tell you. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, it's early days. I don't have that. I don't have any uh, data on that. But all I know is that if you sit and twiddle, that was a two and a half years ago thing and it was mm. good. Um, now it is not. Why? I couldn't also couldn't tell you. Um, but the idea is that you have to reach out and you have to do marketing like it is almost a, a D to C type of thing, right? And who are your consumers? Well, everybody's a consumer. Particularly for us, it's going to be HubSpot. Like, Kevin, you are my audience. If you know about my app, it's better than uh, a random person that might, that uses HubSpot that, man, I have my problem, right? Because you're one to many. So that go to market technique is always going to be a one to many. Is it do, you know, us as A Labs really looking to help partners, right? That's going to be one of our biggest channels we're working towards. We want to, get partners to sell more services by using our apps. We want to get HubSpot reps to close more deals or to lose less deals because of our apps. That is what we're here for, right? So that's the go to market. Like it's not just to throw it up and list it and let it sit. The listing is just there so I can point someone there and there's a button to install it, right? Yep. I can forego all of that if our go to market is correct. Yep. That's great. Now, Dax, uh, as we wrap on time here, I do want to get to this question. I think you you may have alluded to to it for a moment. Uh, what's next for AA Labs? What's in the lab? Oh, the lab is a cooking. Now, we're actually coming out with an app called Orchestrate. Uh, Orchestrate is going to be an all-in-one events solution. So webinars, um, digital, hybrid, in-person in events run completely within HubSpot. So you're going to be able to have, I know right now people use Zoom webinar a lot. Uh, but that marketing event object isn't a real object. So you're able to, this is going to actually create a true session object and build out all of your webinars, automatically build out your flows. It's similar to Real City, where it's a custom object that's created with a CMS play. So it is going to be a really big CMS uh, driven events app with a webinar, in-person, hybrid events. I'm talking printing badge, printing badges at the desk. Uh, scanning into rooms, uh, all of that. If anybody's been an inbound, think about that, uh, but all run directly in HubSpot. Um, so talk about marketing services around that. Um, you, you get that app, you get Orchestrate and you're a marketing agency or you're a, co you're a company that markets events, your mm -hmm. life's going to change because everything's going to be done out of the box and you're going to be able to just focus on services on top of it. Implementation, workflows, automations, uh, all of that. You know, The web design, the template design, the module design it's really going to be heavy in enabling that, that vertical, right? Events, marketing, webinar, and events to just go wild directly in HubSpot. And there's nothing like it right now. So we, we expect to come out with that um, probably late next, early, I would say early December at the latest. Wow. The Sounds V1, and the V1 will be free. Powerful. It will be free. The V1 will be free. There you go. Uh, uh, I know plenty of partners that run webinars, host user groups, uh, you know, in-person hybrid remote event. The use case is there. I mean, the audience feels ginormous. That's exciting. We'll have to keep an eye out for that. Um, oh, that's a big one. I'm hyped on that one. 
Uh, all right, Dax, last question. We wrap every single episode with this. Uh, now, normally it's what is the strangest part of agency life? Uh, but what's the strangest part of uh, app development or working with partners through uh, an A8 la- uh, Labs app? Man, I think the strangest part of working with software in HubSpot is <laughs> I'm going I'm to do this with an example. One of my favorite apps, right? Timerman crushes. If you do SLA and you have multiple time zones, you have multiple, your contracts are done based upon the, the client's time zone. Timerman's it. Timerman was a real tough app to build because we are basically, we are as close to real time timing of everything possible of everybody that we have it. So we're doing millions and millions of rows of data every single day of timing, tickets and deals to the minute. I found a couple things hidden deep into the API that basically increased our processing speed by like 70%. So that times like, because it's just, it's just not, you know, it's just a, a line that could be changed and read differently. And I'm like, wait a minute, is this, ask my people at HubSpot, is this what I think it is? They're like, actually, yeah, you're right. It's not that it's what you think it is. Wow. Well, so that times a million. Uh, when we build, when you build an app and you have people that you've never with Zebra, when you have people Stripe accounts, I've never seen someone Stripe account that have three products with fifteen different currencies and three different prices and tiered and graded to price. Burr, everything exploded. Yeah. So the strangest thing is seeing data that you would never expect or volume that you would never yeah. expect. I've never seen anybody have one hundred and thirty five pipelines. Yeah, I was not prepared for that. Some, yeah, substantial amount. You're like, okay, I think I understand the limitations of some of this stuff. You're like, no, you barely. No, you don't. Right. The hour, the true where people try and take this stuff, depth, breadth. Yeah, it's unreal. So just that's it's always strange to see like a data somebody do something with HubSpot and interact with our app and break it. You know, and be like, well, I wasn't ready for that. I thought I was ready for everything. So the continued strangeness, you know, it's like it's Halloween every other day. Well, you have to have a uh, a mindset around or eagerness to troubleshoot right uh openness to like okay fixing the broken stuff but uh yeah i can imagine some of those use cases that come through are pretty strange yeah i wake up for i wake up to make sure i expect everything broken when i drive i expect to get pulled over i expect to get that's called test driven development i'm gonna get pulled over i'm gonna get into an accident i would have checked this person's gonna do the dumbest thing ever driving next to me that's kind of how software works right and then there's always just that one thing you weren't expecting and that's what keeps it strange but strange is good yeah uh well dex thanks so much this feels like just the the absolute tippest tip of the iceberg uh on this topic um but i appreciate you coming in sharing your expertise your perspectives uh it's fun to hear about all the things that a labs is built is planning to build all good stuff man uh and so i can imagine this conversation will continue in a whole slew of other places but uh, at least for agency unfiltered thanks for coming in thanks for being on the podcast man i'm gonna do one more shout out thanks for everybody appreciate this kevin appreciate the agencies and all you guys are doing for hubspot hubspot is an amazing ecosystem uh can't say enough about how great the software is uh if you if if you want to increase your services like you want to get some more going for your agency thinking about what you can do check us out eight labs easy to find and uh, we're hiring we talked about developers. <laughs> if you're sitting around, like I not didn't say you would, we're hiring for developers. So if you're interested in building on HubSpot and really want to work on something, we're hiring on all fronts at A Lab. So uh, we just want to sell software, man. So we do. Well, we'll leave it there. Uh, and so for folks that have been tuning in, this has been another episode of Agency Unfiltered.